I don't know why, but I felt a little discombobulated this morning. Maybe it was holding the the stuff I was supposed to read in one hand and the mic in the other, or maybe it was when I turned around and realized that there was nothing to light the candle with. And what a huge relief it was when Kathy had it in her hand when she came forward. Um, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I love this time of year. I love the Thanksgiving season. I love what it's about, <clears throat> and I hope you do too. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving day with friends or family or whatever you chose to do that day, but that you truly gave thanks. Um, we sure enjoyed our time with family. I want to start this morning with a, <clears throat> a story. Uh, it's about an atheist who was taking a walk in the woods. Maybe you've heard this story before. So this atheist is taking a walk through the woods, admiring all that the accident of evolution had created. What majestic trees, what powerful rivers, what beautiful animals, he said to himself. As he was walking alongside the river, he heard a rustling in the bushes behind him, and he He turned to look. He saw a seven-foot grizzly charging towards him. He ran as fast as he could up the path. He looked over his shoulder and saw that the bear was closing. He ran even faster, so scared that there were tears running down his face. He looked over his shoulder again, and the bear was even closer. His heart was, was pumping frantically as he tried to run even faster. Then he tripped and fell to the ground. He rolled over to pick himself up, but saw the bear right on top of him, reaching for him with his left paw and raising his right paw to strike him. At that instant, the atheist cried out, Oh my God! Time stopped. The bear froze. The forest was silent. Even the river stopped moving. As a bright light shone upon the man, a voice came out of the sky. You deny my existence for all these years, teach others I don't exist, and even credit creation to a cosmic accident. Do you expect me to help you out of this predicament? Am I to count you as a believer now? The atheist looked directly into the light. It would be hypocritical to ask to be a Christian after all these years, but perhaps you could make the bear a Christian. (laughs) Very well, the voice said. The light went out, the river ran again, and the sounds of the forest resumed. And then the the bear dropped his right paw, brought both paws together, bowed his head, and spoke. Lord, For this food which I am about to receive, I am truly thankful. (laughs) By the way, that's not only a story about the bear being thankful, but it's about God answers prayers in ways that you may not expect sometimes. I want to say something uh, this morning about Thanksgiving. Um, However, I... I feel that we cannot speak of or understand what it means to be truly thankful 
unless we preface those thoughts with a look at grace. For unless we realize that grace, what grace is and the part it plays in our lives, we really cannot experience true thanksgiving. So about grace. With a, with a grasp of what grace is, you can expect to gain a greater appreciation for God's gifts to you and others. What gifts? Well, we all have our own list, don't we? And we could probably go on and on, but just for example, the gift of salvation, the gift of life, the gift of laughter, music. Beauty, friendship, safety, provision, forgiveness. And I know your own personal list could go on and on. Without an understanding of grace, we fail to recognize God's gifts in the first place. We think that they are something we deserve. And if we don't have all that we think we should have or deserve, our lives are more likely to be characterized by complaining than thankfulness. We're almost encouraged to that in our culture, aren't we? I've told you this story before, I think, about the man who saves up for this hot rod computer system. And um, this is an ad that was on television several years ago. And uh, you kind of tell that, you know, he's, he's been longing to have this computer system. He goes to the store when he's finally got the money saved, you see him driving home. He's got a convertible with these boxes stacked up in the back seat. And as he's driving home, he sees a billboard with the newer, more hot rod computer system advertised, and his face drops. And that's kind of the world we live in, isn't it? We're always encouraged to want more, bigger, better, or what the other guy has that we don't have. And so sometimes, because we find ourselves in that mode of thinking, we find it difficult to be thankful for what we do have. Remember remember Ebby Tornquist? She sang a kid's song that was a reminder to be aware of the good things we've got. It's called Why Complain. Now remember, this is a kid's song, okay? The first verse goes like this. Why complain about your clothes and your shoes? Why complain about your teacher and her rules? Why complain when so many have no homes? Why complain when you have one of your own? So be thankful for the good things that you've got. Oh, be thankful for the good things that you've got. The good things that you've got are for many just a dream. So be thankful for the good things that you've got. And if you've ever been to a third world country, you'll know that the good things that we've got are truly, for many, just a dream. So how do you turn complaining into thanks? Well, one way you can do that is to realize how graced you are. How much God has graced you. So what exactly is grace? Well, Jesus never used the word itself, although he taught and lived it. To understand grace, you have to go back to an old Hebrew term that meant to bend or stoop. Eventually, it 
it came to include the idea of condescending favor. If you know about British royalty, and maybe we're seeing this a little less now than we did in, the, in past years, you're probably aware of the aloofness, sophistication, and distance they maintain. Occasionally, royalty in, in England will make the news because they stop, kneel down, touch, or bless a commoner. That is grace. There is nothing in the commoner that deserves the notice, the touch, or the blessing of the royal family, but because of grace in the heart of the queen or whomever, there is the desire to pause, to stop, to give notice, to reach out, and even to bless. Pastor and biblical scholar David Barnhouse has said, Love that goes upward is worship. Love that goes outward is affection. Love that stoops is grace. To show grace is to extend favor or show kindness to one who doesn't deserve it and can never earn it. Favor extended simply out of the goodness of the heart of the giver. Just because I want to do that for you. Chuck Swindoll illustrates the concept of grace quite well in this incident from his childhood. He writes, I vividly remember my last spanking. It was on my 13th birthday, as a matter of fact. Having just broken into the sophisticated ranks of the teen world, I thought I was something on a stick. My father was, wasn't nearly as impressed as I was with my great importance and newfound independence. I was lying on my bed. He was outside the window on a muggy October afternoon in Houston weeding the garden. He said, Charles, come out here and help me weed the garden. I said something like, no, it's my birthday, remember? My tone was sassy and my deliberate lack of respect was eloquent. I knew better than to disobey my dad, but after all, I was the ripe old age of 13. He set a new 100-meter record that autumn afternoon. My dad would have done the same thing, by the way. He was in the house and all over me like white on rice, spanking me all the way to the garden. As I recall, I weeded until the moonlight was shining on the pansies. That same night, he took me out to a surprise dinner. He gave me what I deserved earlier. Later, he gave me what I did not deserve. He condescended in favor upon this rebellious young man. That evening, I enjoyed what a proper theologian named Benjamin Moorfield called free sovereign favor to the ill-deserving. I enjoyed grace. Grace, receiving what we do not deserve. Sinful, rebellious man deserves nothing from God. We talked about that in Sunday school this morning. God doesn't owe us a thing. Yet he gave us more than we deserved in Jesus Christ and still keeps on giving. Blessing upon blessing upon blessing. One important thing about grace it is absolutely free. 
absolutely free. You are never asked to pay for it. You couldn't if you tried. So the only thing you can do is offer thanks. Thanksgiving for God's grace in your life. And and once we recognize that all we have and enjoy comes to us by grace, it helps us to be thankful for what we do have, much or little. There are no thoughts about what I deserve or have earned, but only gratitude for God's gracious hand of blessing that has provided, as it says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, everything we need for life and godliness. Everything we need. Everything we need. Not want. Everything we need for life and godliness. We are told in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Or as Paul instructs, In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And I didn't know Julie was going to read that beforehand today. She didn't consult me. Yeah, oh no. We are not only to be thankful for those good things God gives us and does for us, we are to be thankful in all situations. That's weird. Why would anyone do that? James tells us in chapter 1, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. An evangelist I heard speak one time said it this way, kind of paraphrasing that verse. Jump for joy. You have a chance to see God work. If you believe God is sovereign, that He is in control of the affairs of men, and that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose, then you will be thankful even in those trying, painful, unpleasant circumstances because you know that God has something good to do in you or some good to work out in each difficult situation. And I know I I heard some little amens. That's right. and I might even heard a preacher brother or something like that. But... So, that's God's grace. That's God's grace at work in our lives. And so, if we understand something about God's grace, it is easier to see our need and even our responsibility to respond in thanks to God from hearts of gratitude for all that His grace allows us. So with that in mind, let's talk about Thanksgiving. The holiday, I mean. For I hope we understand that giving thanks is something we're to do continually all year long, not just on one day that we put on the calendar. 
So I want to talk about the holiday itself for just a moment. Thanksgiving the holiday. To say that, again, that Thanksgiving is a favorite holiday for me is no news. I know I've said it before. But let me share the reasons for my preference. Number one, Thanksgiving is a celebration of those things most precious to us without the commercialism. We've just not figured out a way to commercialize Thanksgiving yet. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm really glad about that, and I hope you are too. You might say that Thanksgiving is, is an unblemished holiday. It's, it's remained fairly true to its roots. I mean, aren't you glad that Thanksgiving doesn't have a bunny or a magical guy who delivers turkeys, turkeys to every home on Thanksgiving morning? There's nothing about that kind of stuff. We haven't found a way to sell Thanksgiving yet. And I hope we never do. You know, it's hard to hype pilgrims. What do you do with a pilgrim? But if I have a concern about this holiday, it is that it may disappear from the American scene someday in the future precisely because you can't sell it. We already fly right by it, don't we? I mean, in September, we start putting up stuff for Christmas or Halloween. I mean, we celebrate Halloween more than we celebrate Thanksgiving. I think it's up to us who really understand what it is to be thankful. I hope we understand that. Who really understand that we have, we give thanks because of God's grace to us. I hope it's us who hold fast. And that there will always be a Thanksgiving day. Thanksgiving will always be as untouched by the marketplace as it is now. At least I hope so. I don't know. There's some pretty creative minds out there. They might come up with something, but I hope not. The second reason. Thanksgiving highlights home and family. It's pretty important to me. I hope it's important to you. Thanksgiving is synonymous with things that we tend to associate with home. Delicious smells from the kitchen, kids and grandkids, the warmth maybe of a fireplace, long-distance phone calls. Though, Is there such a thing as a long-distance phone call anymore? Maybe internationally. Family reunions, holding hands and praying together for that magnificent meal. Friends dropping by, pumpkin pie. You've got to have pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving, right? And of course, way more, the calorie count goes way up. That's what happens. It's a time of rejoicing in our roots and reflecting on those things that are more solid and more simple. It's a time to remember how good we really do have it, no matter the ills that plague our nation. It is an annual reminder that God has once again been faithful. And then the third thing. Thanksgiving turns our heads and our hearts upwards. I hope it does. It should. We're humbled as we look with genuine gratitude toward God for His mercy, His abundance, His protection, 
and his grace. We're brought face to face with the fact that we have enjoyed God's favor. At this time of year, as no other, we count our blessings, and if we really think about it, we will run out of time before we exhaust the list. Life has a way of simplifying itself, for at this time, we have a tendency to come back to the sun, the soil, the rain, and the fruit of the good earth that was the cause of celebration for which the holiday originated. I love the pictures of the cornucopia. Don't you? With just that stuff spilling out of it. It reminds us of the goodness of what God created and His provision for us from the good earth. Psalm 100, verse 4 says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. Ephesians 5.20 says, Always give thanks to God the Father for everything. That means everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God has graced us, hasn't He? And because of His grace, we have everything to be thankful for. I want to close this morning with this poem. It's one of those things that, you know, I keep in those folders that this one was in my Thanksgiving folder. And it probably came from ideals. My mom always brought out the ideals at Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's called Thankful Heart. It's by a lady named Helen Isabella Tupper. It says this, For all that God in mercy sends, for health and children, home and friends, for comforts in the time of need, for every kindly word and deed, for happy thoughts and holy talk, for guidance in our daily walk, in everything give thanks. For beauty in this world of ours, for verdant grass and lovely flowers, for song of birds, for hum of bees, for refreshing summer breeze, for hill and plain, for stream and wood, for the great ocean's mighty flood. In everything, give thanks. For sweet sleep which comes with night, for the returning morning light, for the bright sun that shines on high. And we who made the move from the coast of Oregon to Colorado really appreciate that one. For the stars glittering in the sky. For these and everything we see, O Lord, our hearts we lift to Thee. In everything, give thanks. I appreciated um, Irene this morning in the medley you played. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, from whom all blessings flow. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. He is so, so good to us. And listen, we have it good. We have it good. We have it so good. Pray with me. Again, Father.
the mere words thank you seem to fall so short of truly expressing our gratitude to you for your grace evidenced in so many ways in our lives. I think of what Paul said, Therefore I urge you, brother, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. I think, Father, when the words aren't adequate, the thing that we can do to say thank you is to offer ourselves. You have given me so much. You have done so much for me. Father, in response, in gratitude, I offer myself back to you. May that be the prayer of our hearts today. And Father, I pray that as long as we are a nation, and as long as we are God's people, there will always be a Thanksgiving Day. But more than that, there will always be giving of thanks. And so, Father, we do say thank you today. And we pray these things. In Jesus' name, amen.